When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 7, Episode 17, Chapter Titled She's Having My Baby Back Ribs I'm Alden I'm Tanya I'm the boy I'm the girl And we watched this episode <laughs> We did Um, jeez You got a question for no, me No, I don't, time? I don't have any questions for you, I want to make that clear No questions for you um, I mean, there are things about this episode that I know that you would have things to say about and, and relate to in ways, but I don't want to have you, like, I don't want to decide what you should talk about and what you should not. Right. So I have no questions for you. Um, no, there's nothing like, I'm trying to think of something like to the side of this that maybe like... Oh, this is related to this one scene. Let me ask a... And there's nothing. Anyway, do you have any questions for me? I mean, no, I'm not going to ask you any questions. Um, I will talk about about something just a little bit. Um, it's really interesting to me that this episode has come up now um, when there's kind of an intersection right this second of... Um, I guess if you're on Twitter or TikTok or anything like that, oftentimes right now we are seeing people in our generation talking about how like the worst thing for the body image movement is to go back to the fashions of the early aughts because it was such a minefield when it came to toxic diet culture and toxic body culture and that the fashion then was specifically made for certain bodies in a way that if your body wasn't a certain way it would be completely unbecoming to wear those fashions and we've come a long way since then and fashion has kind of evolved into it is what you make it. And slowly we're sliding back into those early aughts fashions of the low rise jeans and like teeny tank tops and things like that, that push people into body standards that were not healthy. Like you couldn't be healthy and attain those body standards. Um, and I think this episode in particular really highlights that a lot about what was going on in the year 2000 when yeah. it came to body culture, because it was the time when, you know, we're starting to see the rise of Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton and all of those people. And also tabloid culture had a lot to do with what is happening in this episode. Um, I think now that we have the internet, like, at our fingers all the time, tabloids aren't necessarily, like, part of the culture the way that they were. But in early 2000s, like, probably up until 2010, every, 
everyone read tabloids. Like, they were everywhere. You went to get your nails done. There were tabloids there in the waiting room, and everybody read them. Um, You're in line at the grocery store, and everybody grabbed them. I'm really glad that they're not every now, but every single thing was about celebrities' weight. Who is skinny? Who is fat? How did the ones who are skinny now lose the weight from when they were fat? Um, And then pointing out people's bodies just because they have cellulite on them and being like, ooh, oh, this was terrible. She shouldn't wear a bathing suit. And she's perfectly fine. Well, and a lot of stuff similar to this episode where it was like, she's put on seven pounds. Is she pregnant? Right. <clears throat> so I just want to, like, this is very much in line with what was happening yeah. in 2000. And I don't think that body image is perfect right now, but I think a lot of people have done a lot of work um, to move the dial in the self-love direction and the understanding of, you know, diet culture is incredibly toxic. You are hurting your body by going all the, on all these fad diets and essentially creating eat- eating disorders going on in these fad diets. Um, that it would be really sad to see it move backwards um, because I would be devastated if any of our children were going through what we went through in the early 2000s. It was awful. And this episode definitely highlights that. It really does. I mean, <clears throat> it it kind of, in a way, because um, things don't seem great right now, right? Like, and and things around this topic still don't seem great, you know? Right. There's a difference between better and and great. Mm -hmm. They're not great. Right. Uh, We still have a lot of issues with this kind of thing. But it did highlight how much things have progressed, which is, I didn't realize. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't really, because it's it's a gradual progression, it just seemed like things are still bad. And they are, but they're not that bad. Right. Um, Anyway. Yeah, good examples are, I mean, just from my growing up years around this time were um, Bridget Jones' Diary, Renee Zellweger was considered heavy in this movie, and we all believed that. Yeah. We all believed, like, this is a fat woman who gets the guy. Yeah. And when you were watching it through the lens of when it came out, it was believable because they told us it was. And now you watch it and you're like, we thought that was fat. Right. And even if we did think it was fat, this whole story is based on the fact that, like, surprise, this fat woman can be loved by two men. Yeah. It's wild. Um, Jessica Simpson was another one who was shamed for her body until she lost tons of weight for Dukes of Hazard, And then it was like, oh, see, this was possible. She mm-hmm. looks great. But she looked great before. Right. Um, you know, and and any up and coming actresses during that time or singers during that time dealt with the same issues and they were seeing the same things as we were. And we were told that these were fat people and it was a derogatory term. And one, they weren't fat, and two if they were fat is not derogatory. Some people's bodies are different. That's just how it is. 
Um, and I think that that conversation has shifted hugely since then. Yeah. Um, and it just reminded me going back yeah. and watching this, how important to life this subject was. Yeah. So that's what I have to say. Not very eloquently, but that's what I have to say as a preface for this yeah, episode. I, I mean, it, sh- it should be, go- it should go without saying i mean at this point it's too late but there's a trigger warning i mean it's uh there's a lot of weight talk in this mm-hmm. um we won't be discussing all of it um i my notes are pitiful <laughs> because most of the episode i don't want to talk about so this is going to be short as far as the recap goes i think yeah and i do want to say like there's a lot of people who are still trying to unravel like toxic diet culture and um, derogatory body talk and stuff like that. Um, and if you want to listen to something that is fantastic, that kind of debunks different diets and, and what it has done to us um, psychologically to have all of these things told to us and think that we always need to be eating the right foods and all of this stuff. The podcast maintenance phase is absolutely wonderful and um, would be a really good thing to listen to after this episode. Good. And and uh, a podcast not to listen to after this is Ethan Supley's podcast. Which oh, is, absolutely do not listen to that podcast. It's, it's um, he's, he's been back... Um, in the the media conversation lately, probably because of the renewed interest in Boy Meets World, but also other things. And it's just like I saw pictures posted from people yesterday on Twitter that were like, look how good he looks now. And it's like, he's killing himself. Well, and if you listen to his podcast, which we both, I think, listen to, I at least listen to like the first three episodes. I just, I've listened to clips. Um, Because I can't. And I love him. Yeah. And and this is a thing where he he was going overboard in every aspect of his life and the way that he has taken control of that is through diet and exercise. It's he it's very obvious that he is an all or nothing person that he right. can't just find a happy medium. Um there isn't like a well, you know, I eased into this by doing this and this and this and I've really kind of um, limited myself on fast foods and stuff. No, like he went from, I was crazy in drugs, crazy in alcohol, crazy in food. Like I did all of this stuff to the highest extent. And then I cut it out completely cold turkey, even most foods. And I spent all of my time working out. Yeah. Which for him, that is what worked for him. Right. But people listening don't necessarily have those same um, reasonings for right. doing it. And that's concerning. But anyway, maintenance phase is fantastic. And I always forget to listen to it. And then I have like five that are stored up that I can listen to. And they really are great when it comes to kind of healing that part of our brain that constantly thinks that we need to be on diets or we were raised in homes where our moms were constantly drinking like, you know, slim fast shakes and eating snack wells because they were healthier. Yep. Well, 
Um, before we get into the episode, what have we been watching, Tanya? What have we been reading? What's going on? Um, we've been watching Loot. Yeah. Which... I think that's going to be a continuing topic for the next few weeks because there's only one episode a week, which, as you guys know, I'm a big fan of. And as you guys know, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's really fun and it's very, um... It kind of is like a Disney Channel show for adults. Mm. Um, it's very much that kind of like, okay, these are my people now. And these people are going to like cheesily stand up for me all the time in the most like obnoxious circumstances. It, it very much reminds me of like, like a good luck Charlie or something like that, where the situations are kind of preposterous and the crew is always backing each other up and now they do everything together. Yeah. And it's sweet and simple and I really like it. So it's a Disney show where they can say fuck. Yeah, basically. It's it's a Disney Channel show for all of us who are too old for Disney Channel shows. Mm. It's well well said. Um we also watch what we do in the shadows yeah new episodes back out new episodes are out season four is out and i love that show it's such a comfort show for me and i don't know how that happened or when that happened or why that happened um but just like having them back on our tv was just like oh my god this i I love this so much the first time you see nandor and he like walks in and you hear his accent it's just like oh i missed you yeah like he walks he he bamps in the door and it's just like waza and he does the was up thing which is supposed to be annoying but i'm just like oh nandor yeah yeah um very happy to have that back and we finished miss marvel yep which i have gone on the record to say i'm not a huge marvel fan like i'm not compelled to watch the movies at all unless taika waititi has directed them and um the shows though i really like the shows and i think it always bothers me to know like wandavision was one season because then you're following wanda in the next movie and this is another one of those where miss marvel is probably just one season and we're gonna follow miss marvel into the movies but miss marvel was such a good show we need to watch moon knight too oh yeah definitely but yeah, I mean, Miss Marvel was based on a one of my favorite comics over the last, you know, 10 years, 15 years. It's it's really cool to see the new characters that have been brought on in comic books. I mean, we had Miles Morales in the early 2000s and then followed that up with Miss Marvel, you know, five or 10 years later, um, where they're trying to make sure that there is a different representation in the comics and, a, and, an, and an honest representation without it being all about she's different because you know she's muslim right they just live their life like normal and you see it happen mm-hmm. um and obviously that stuff comes up sometimes because that's real life right um miles morales it gets brought up every once in a while that he's black and half hispanic and and but overall that's not the plot of the book which is so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and Right, because you never see it be like, oh, look, he's white. Right. He's European or he's 
Like, it's never, ever brought up. Right. Um, and even, like, cultural differences aren't a part of a white person's story. Right. Um, but Miss Marvel, I didn't read the comics. Um, I know you did. Uh, and I was so pleasantly surprised. One, it's a coming-of-age story, which I think is always great. Um, and then two... There's actual, like, world history in this show. And I was blaming it on my homeschooled slash, like, Christian school education. But apparently it's not in any U.S. education. Of course not. Um, and I was talking about it with people at work. And I was like, this is explained. It's brought up and it's explained in this superhero show. And I had no idea that the partition even happened. Mm-hmm. Like... I didn't know how the separation of different countries came about. I had no clue until I watched the show at 38 years old. And um, my coworker was like, yeah, I didn't know about it until I went to college and took a world history class. Um, Yeah, I I learned about that stuff um, because I was a manager at Domino's Pizza. And... Like, I didn't learn about any of this stuff in school or any of this stuff in media, but I was a manager at Domino's, and I had employees who were from Pakistan and, and an employee who was from India, and we just kind of, I I used that as a chance to, like, learn life. That shouldn't be how it works, and it shouldn't be their responsibility to teach me. Right. But, I mean, I'm grateful for them, and it was fantastic to learn all this stuff, but it's it's crazy. Right. Yeah, now I'm like, what other world-changing things happened in the world that I don't know about? Probably like a million. Oh, yeah. Um, But I definitely took a deep dive into learning about the partition after that. Yeah, but the show is amazing. Uh, I read the comic books, like you said. I'm very huge into the comic books. I love them. Uh, The first two episodes of the series follow the comic books way too closely, which is great for everybody who hasn't read the comics. But for me, I was like, all right, I'm bored. But then that led to a point where it diverged quickly, and I very suddenly was like, oh my god, I am into this. Mm -hmm. So um, they don't don't change the character. They don't change anything important um, that's integral to the character. But they change story and how things happen and it's it's fantastic yeah but yeah we watched that yeah loved miss marvel uh there's there's some issues with the show too i mean the pacing was bad it it seems like they had these six six episodes mm-hmm. to work with and had to come to some conclusions too quickly yeah because it was definitely like we're fighting we're fighting we're fighting we're fighting we're fighting and then a, a conversation happens in like a two minute period of time. The bad guy's like, eh, "You're right." Yeah, it's it's um it it's it should have been ten episodes, uh, not just because it's a great show, but because it's obvious that they were trying to get through Miss Marvel's story so that she can be a part of the movies, right? And that's not enough time to do it in. There's too much there for the character, unless you're going to let some of this play out in the movies, and clearly they're not. Yeah. So. But. It was super fun. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Anything else? 
Not really. I'm in a reading slump right now. I haven't been able to figure out something to read. She's read too many good books. Yeah, I started the month off with like four books back to back that were phenomenal. And now like I'm reading two chapters of something and sitting it down like, eh, I don't know if I'll ever get back to this. I mean, that's pretty much my least favorite shit in the whole world is when I finish a great book or great games. And then afterwards, it's just like, I just... Am I dead inside? Yeah. Because <laughs> I got nothing. The noth- I have no feelings towards this next media because God of War was so good. Or because Across the Night and Gale Floor was amazing. Or I had a I had a huge book slump after the Hunger Games books because they were perfect to me. Um, they were so fun and easy and lighthearted to read. And you're right. They were very not, lighthearted. lighthearted was the Hunger wrong games was so lighthearted. I love that lighthearted <clears throat> fun. Lighthearted was the wrong word. And unfortunately, now that my wife has pointed it out, I can't cut that word out of that sentence when I edit this later. Um, but you know what I mean? They were easy reads. Yeah, it, it was easy to follow, easy to read, but also had a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. So after that, I just couldn't get into any books for a long time. But anyway. Um, yeah, my Goodreads, like, what I am reading currently list is, like, 17 books, because I keep starting a book, and then stopping, and then starting another book, and then stopping, and they're all listed on my, like, what I am reading, because my Kindle automatically, like, updates it to currently reading when I start something, so I should probably go through and take out anything that I don't plan on reading through. I should... I should too. I start a lot of books and finish few of them and didn't know, A, I haven't logged into my Goodreads account, I don't know, at least five years, probably since Tanya and I got together. Yeah, like, I don't think you've actively used your Goodreads account in nine years. Um, And it's still active and still connected to my Kindle. Didn't know that. So my Goodreads is just like, currently reading whatever book since 2013. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a slow reader. I knew I was a slow reader. I didn't realize it was going to take me nine years to get through a 300-page book. Yep. Anyway, you know what else we watched? What did we watch? Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 17, Chapter Titled. She's having my baby back ribs. And go ahead and blur me up, Tanya. All right, the blurb for this episode is Corey thinks Topanga is hiding pregnancy. This episode is directed by Jerry Levine and written by Laura Runnels and Patty Carr. What? Yeah. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. And by that, I mean, they've been real up and down, but they've had some real ups and real downs. Um, no one hates women as much as women do. It's so, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but like, so they wrote, uh, Santa's Little Helpers, my which favorite. has my favorite scene in Boy Meets World. Um, but then they also wrote Better Than the Average Corey with the, um, where Corey gets jealous of the art girl. Okay. The art teen. The art teen. Uh, they wrote No Guts, No Corey, where they go back in time to the forties. Oh. With okay. Salem the Witch. They wrote First Girlfriends Club. You say with Salem the Witch? Oh, yeah. Salem... The Cat. Salem the Cat from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, they broke, They wrote First Girlfriend's Club, which... Awful. Yeah. Uh, and they wrote Heartbreak Corey, the Lauren episode, the first one. Oh. Yeah. And then they wrote this one, and then they wrote, wrote one more, 
that's not out yet. It's not out yet. <laughs> as far as we know. That's true. It's not out yet. We wrote one, and we're waiting for it to air. We didn't write one. They wrote one. Anyway. Um, I am not going to recap a lot of the things that happened or were said in this episode. There are a lot of notes where I put a little dot, and it just says awful stuff. Awful stuff with Eric. Awful stuff with Angela. Awful. So... I can fill in some of those blanks because I think it's important and it'll be important for the discussion afterwards. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I, I don't want to speak to most of it. So, classroom or not, where do we start? We start at Chucky's. Uh-huh. Um, you've got Rachel and Jack and Angela. Very strangely, like, Angela clinging to Jack almost the same way Rachel is. Yeah. And because Jack is in between them. Her boyfriend's brother. Yeah. Um, He's like... Guess who has 6% body fat? Me. And they're like talking about Jack's body and he's like lifting up his shirt. And he's like, Rachel, you've seen my abs, but Angela, you want to take a peek? And she's like, yeah, it's very flirty and very weird. Um, yeah. But you pan over to Topanga, who is sitting in a chair um, eating pizza by herself and kind of looking at the pizza like she's questioning it but she then is telling them like guys come eat some of this pizza and jack is like you think i maintain six percent body fat by eating that garbage and and rachel and angela are in a competition over who looks better only like the opposite like rachel's like angela you're so skinny and angela's like no rachel you're like a model and Topanga is just, like, sitting there holding pizza in her hand. So, like, obviously, like, slovenly. And frowning. Yeah. And then it cuts over to Corey, which, to his credit, he looks... his The first words he says is, isn't she so beautiful, Sean? And um, Sean and Corey are standing, like, up by the coffee counter. And Corey's just like, she's just the most beautiful woman in the world. We have so much fun together. So much fun together. We he's do like, so many fun he, things he, together. He's like, every wonderful thing <laughs> we do. Every wonderful thing. Did you know that, Sean? And Sean goes, yeah, because you tell me. Every wonderful day. <laughs> but then Eric comes in. Yeah, at this point, Jack, Rachel, and Angela have left. Yeah. So the couch is free. Eric comes in. He's got like a sub in his hand, like a gigantic sub sandwich. He goes to sit down on the couch. And he's like, ow, and stands up and like undoes another button on his pants and sits back down. Topanga's watching him and basically is like, Eric, do you think I'm fat? And he's like, yeah. Yep. Just like, that's it. Yeah. And so she starts freaking out and they start like arguing. She's like, you've put on weight too. And then Eric says he's a senior in college, even though he started like the same year as his brother did because he was a late bloomer. But I guess he's a senior and he says he's been in college for four years, which means he must have put on 500 pounds because he can't do math. Um, and Topanga then starts talking about how they're going to hold each other accountable. They're going to help each other with a diet. Um, and 
Topang is like, all right, we're going to do this. And she gets up to go. And Eric's just like, see you, fatty. And she leaves. And Eric picks up the pizza and starts shoving it in his face. Thank you for recapping that note that I'd like to call Dash Awful Stuff with Eric. <laughs> uh, so now we cut to the married dorm apartment place. Mm-hmm. Corey we, is with Topanga now. Yeah, but we're like seeing Topanga's face in the mirror and she's like trying to zip up her pants and she's obviously having serious like body dysmorphia issues and she can't get the pants zipped up even though they would have zipped up they picked the wrong pair of pants for her to seem like she couldn't zip up because she absolutely could zip those up anyway anyway um she's freaking out about it and Corey's like you know why you're so cranky you haven't had a stack of waffles slathered in butter and syrup and she's she just gets angry at him she's like no i'm angry because i can't get these pants zipped up and Corey's like that's because those are my pants and she screams and walks out the door and Corey is like she took my pants <laughs> which was funny yeah. uh but then we whip cut to back into the bed where Corey and Sean are in bed together, and Sean is eating the waffles that Corey made. Mm-hmm. He's like, they're just so fluffy and perfect. And, like, obviously, Corey is very good at making waffles. And But they're talking about what's going on with Topanga. Like, she's acting super weird. She didn't want these wonderful waffles. Um, She took his pants. She's, like, freaking out about everything. And Sean basically says, oh, she must be pregnant. Well, he says, Corey... What happens when two big waffles get all slathered up in butter and they make a little baby waffle? And Corey goes, I know what you're saying. You want seconds. Um, so Sean is just like, no, I think Topanga's probably pregnant. And then Corey starts freaking out. And he's like, how did she get pregnant? And Sean is like, did you? And Corey's like, yes. And he's like, did she? Yes. And he was like, did you try? And Corey goes, yes. So they're being very, very safe sex-wise. So yeah. how could she be pregnant? And Corey starts talking about how like he's not ready to be a father. And uh, he has a paper due on Friday. He can't be a dad yet. Uh, and he, then he starts talking about how like... I, I, this child doesn't even exist yet, and I already resent them. I'm going to have to pay so much for therapy, and I don't have the money for therapy, Sean. It's very accurate. It was very <laughs> accurate and very funny. Um, at this point, we go to Chucky's. Yeah. Um, where Topanga and Eric are in Chucky's, and Topanga is talking about how she can smell Danish. She smells it. It's somewhere. And Eric is like holding her back from trying to take people's food. Um, Dash awful stuff with a Danish. (laughs) (laughs) There's a very funny line here where (laughs) where Topanga says like, I just want to be as thin as I was when I met Corey. (laughs) And Eric goes, you were two years old. (laughs) Yeah, that was really funny. Um... And so they have a whole back and forth. Both of them are being bonkers about this whole thing. Um, Topanga leaves and Eric goes to sit down on the couch and Corey comes in and confronts him and is like, because I saw you. Yeah. Eric was like touching Topanga's stomach and stuff. Well, and they were talking about like Topanga was like, Eric, you're the only one who understands what I'm going through right now. And Corey sees all of that. And 
uh, wants to pangle leaves, Corey comes to, comes to confront Eric. Eric is like, I mean, I've been through this a million times. Dad even thinks it's funny. And Corey thinks that he's talking about pregnancy still, which is wild. Mm -hmm. Um, these are not key words that would make me think pregnancy, but, uh, Corey basically feels like everything Eric said has validated Topanga being pregnant. He goes out and yells in front of Sean and Angela that it's true. It's all true. And goes running off. So well, then, and, and then he looks at Sean and he says, don't tell anyone. And of course, Angela, who, you know, in another scene was all over her boyfriend's brother, is now like, Sean, we're together. You have to tell me. Tell me what's going on. And And he's he's like, like, well, you can't tell anyone. And then you cut to Angela telling Rachel. And then you cut to, I don't remember, lots of people telling lots of people, right? Yeah, and it's kind of a game of telephone. It's all getting, like, skewed the more um, the story's being told. Until you get to Corey walking into the Matthews kitchen, Feeney, Amy, and Alan are all sitting in the kitchen. He's like, I have something to tell you guys. And they're like, we already know. Um, And they're like, we just don't understand how you can do this. Do you even know Mandarin? How are you going to raise a 14-year-old Chinese boy in your dorm? And Corey is like, I don't don't think you guys heard the right thing. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, we are not adopting a Chinese teenager. Um, So Feeney's like, okay, well, this is my time to go. I need to go talk to the produce lady at the grocery store. Because Corey says, no, Topanga's just pregnant. And Alan is like, I'm going to kill him. Feeney says, I've got to leave. And uh, uh, Amy goes, coward. And Feeney goes, yes. (laughs) But... Yeah, Alan is very mad that his son and his wife are pregnant. Yeah, which is wild because they are married and they do have an apartment. An apartment where they could have a child because we know that other people have children in this apartment building. Yeah, and... I I wish I had had that kind of stability when I had my first kid. That's that's how babies work. You're not ready. Like, they're super ready. Yeah, and, um, I mean, they are still in college, so I get that. But it, regardless, Alan says responsible couples don't have babies. What? They have a billion. Yeah. Um, and then Alan says some really shitty shit about Amy. Dash awful stuff to Amy. Um, which is crazy because, like, in a couple more minutes, Amy's going to be like, the thing I love about your dad is he's always... Uh, He's always always beside me when things are hard and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, he just said your body never bounced back after having a baby. Which is, I, I talk a lot about things that are hurtful, but I, I really feel like one of the most hurtful things you can do is say something that dates back. You know, Eric is how old? You know, 22, 23, whatever. Right. So this dates back 22 or 23 years and literally has now invalidated every moment since then. Yeah. And, like, I get you can say some things you don't mean sometimes and maybe something came out wrong. That's not what happened here. And he doesn't apologize. Like, he doesn't own up to it. 
No, it feels like he was making a disparaging joke that it's left up to the person the joke is about to interpret whether it's a joke or whether it comes from his heart. And that sucks. Does it? Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um, but. But within an instant, Amy and Alan come around and they're like, you're going to be a great dad. Like, Topanga's going to be a great mom. You guys are going to do great after i don't know it was a lot it was a lot on my brain what this eric whole scene eric has come in too um, and they've made fat jokes to eric yeah um eric makes comments about i don't remember eric made comments about topanga and whatever mm-hmm. makes fat comments there they make comments to eric about being fat and it's just and then immediately alan is just like Corey, you know what you can do this because I always knew that I was going to be okay because I had your mother. And, and, and being being a father has been the most, like, worthy experiences of my life and blah, 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 blah. And then Amy is, does the thing where she's just like, I, your dad has always been there for me and always been in my corner. It's a <sighs> really uncomfortable corner. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they say... You know what you need to do, though? You need to go talk to the person you love. And Corey goes, Sean. And then we see Sean and Corey at the boys' apartment, which we barely ever see at this point. Um, But uh, Corey's saying, like, now that I know, like, I can't just go talk to her. Like, it's too late for that. I've got to do something big. Because Sean says you need to go talk to her. Just have a conversation with her. Good point, Sean. You're right. Uh as we've been saying for seven years. And then Corey says, that's why you'll never amount to anything, Sean. Yeah. Which is a running theme that invalidates. But at least he is saying this at a time when he is being an act, like an absolute idiot. Yeah. Like he says that before he does something stupid every time, which is for us. Like, like, we know if he invalidates Sean, he's about to go do something really dumb. Yeah. And he says, I got something big planned. And Sean is like, I don't know if you should. You should really talk to Topanga first. He's like, no, got to do this big. Let me cut the Chuckies. Um, where Angela and Topanga are walking up, like, the patio. And Angela is telling Topanga how great she looks. Like, she's just beautiful. She's glowing. And Topanga's like, you can really tell? Like, really? And Angela goes and is like, well, can I feel, can I feel your tummy? And Topanga's like, sure, but you can really feel it over on the side. And Angela's like, what? And she's like, I've only been dieting for like three days, but I can't believe everybody can see a difference. And Angela's like, you shouldn't be dieting if you're pregnant. Um, that's really interesting. Is that because if you are pregnant, you should eat a healthy amount of food? Like. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, I know. So that's why you don't diet. I know. When you're pregnant. So that's saying that dieting is eating an unhealthy small amount of food. Uh, I know. It but, was right there. They almost had it. Welcome to the 2000. <laughs> um, so. Angela's like, 
you shouldn't be dieting if you're pregnant. And Topanga is like, pregnant? I'm not pregnant. What do you mean pregnant? And Angela's like, everybody thinks that you're pregnant. And Topanga is like, that explains why everybody's treating me like this. I can't believe everybody thinks I'm pregnant. And she goes to walk into Chucky's and Angela's like, oh no, because there's a surprise baby shower and everybody is there. Yeah. Everybody, everyone they've ever known is there. Yeah. Um, they all scream surprise. Everybody in the world is there. Um, everyone's complimenting her and excited for her. Sean and Angela give her a, well, Sean gives her a, uh, like an, an infant outfit for the baby and Jack and Rachel give her a DVD player, mm-hmm. which it's so weird to think that those are obsolete at this point. And in the year 2000, she's like, I always wanted one of these. Yeah. And Angela's like, Topanga, don't you have something to say? And uh, Topanga's like, not yet. And then Morgan comes in pushing Nana Boo Boo. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Morgan's just like, Nana Boo Boo's been waiting this whole time, and that's why she gave you this check. And Corey lifts up, up a check for $75,000, to which Topanga says, We can buy a house for $75,000? <laughs> what? Um, and Angela goes, Topanga, don't you have something to say? And Topanga goes, Yes, I have something to say. Thank you, everyone. Um, and I don't know, Corey is so excited and just like gushing over her about how, uh, how excited he is to have a baby. He's like talking to her belly and, Mm -hmm. um, it just, as he gushes, it gets to the point where Topanga realizes like, I I have to say something to Corey. Right. I mean, he gives a whole impassioned speech about what a great mom she's going to be and that she already is and how he was a little bit freaked out at first. And then he realized like this was going to be great. And they made someone between the two of them that they could love and protect. It was really, really sweet. And then she's like, I have to tell you something. I'm not pregnant. Yeah. And then goes on to talk about how she's just putting on weight, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, she she says, I'm not pregnant. I'm fat. Mm. And everyone kind of rallies around her and is like, you are so gorgeous. Like, I would kill for your curves. I would, like, they're all, like, bringing her a circle of validation. And Mr. Feeney does a speech about how society's beauty standards are unrealistic, that... That's not what real people look like. And that argument always frustrates me because there are people who look like that. To say that there are not invalidates those people. Right. Like Angela really does look like that. Right. And Rachel really does look like that. That is how their bodies are. It does not... It does not make them... like. They still exist. Right. Both can be true. There are people who look like this, and there are people who look like this, and everyone is absolutely beautiful. They are not a standard. They are just who they are. You are not a standard. You are just who you are. Right. It It, it is a way to literally bring down everyone. Mm-hmm. 
it's a way to literally bring down all women. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to say, you know, you're you're not attractive enough because you weigh a normal amount. Um, on, but then somebody else comes in and says, no, those skinny girls are gross and not real and whatever. And it's like, now you've hurt them. Like, the problem is with the eating disorder part of it. Right. Right. If someone is being healthy, someone's being healthy. Right. Sorry. I didn't want to talk about that too much. So I'm cutting cutting myself off. (laughs) I do want to talk about it. And that's fine. I I am okay with you talking about it. I I don't have the same um, knowledge of it, you know? So I don't want to speak out of turn or stupid. So anyway... Um, anyway, so everyone tells, tells Topanga that she's gorgeous and Corey is just like, you are the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. Like, I love you so much. Nothing could ever change that. You are wonderful. And that's pretty much that. At the same time, Eric is at a table gorging himself on a lot of different foods. And, um, someone does say like, Eric, you said Topanga was fat. And he was like, oh, I don't think you're fat. You're super skinny. I just wanted your pizza. Um, And that's it. That's the episode. Well, then we cut to the bedroom. Oh, yeah. They're in the bedroom talking about how much, like, Corey was really excited to actually be a father after he got over the nerves. And they're like, "Mm, you know, one day. One day we'll have a baby. And Corey is like, you want to try now? And she's like, no. Doesn't mean we can't practice, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Episode's over. Yep. Tanya. Yes. How did you feel about this episode? I feel wishy-washy about this episode because my instinct is to hate it. And a lot of the content of it, I do hate. I think that there were a lot of things during this time that were, and especially with Boy Meets World, we've talked about this many times, where... They almost have it. They're so close to getting it right. But in the meantime, they've just done so much more damage. Yeah. Like so much more damage. It was, you know, the situation with the football players that were like playing pool or whatever. And it was like, you're so close to getting it right. Just a little bit further and you could have done something. And that's the same thing with this episode. What they were meaning to do was create body positivity. Right. What they did instead was validate what everyone was going through then. Yeah. Um, It's always a question of, am I skinny or am I fat? Right. And there's never any middle ground. If someone says, like well, I thought I was fat, then the answer is always, no, you're beautiful. Right. But you can be fat and be absolutely stunning. And beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So there's someone out there who loves the girl who can't keep weight on her body and tries so hard to bring her weight up. There's someone who loves that girl. There's someone who loves that guy. There's someone who loves that person. And there's someone who loves... A person who genetically they are built to retain weight and they're healthy 
I, I always bring up Lizzo because I remember getting in a conversation with one of my old white male co-workers when I worked at the office about Lizzo and how shocked he was that she could get up on a stage and dance the way she dances and then grab her flute and play her flute. And I was like, why does that surprise you? And he basically was like, well, because of her size. And I'm like, her size does not mean she's unhealthy. Well, and and, and to that point, like a, a good example, I think, of that scenario is Chris Farley, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Farley was a bigger guy and was able to do anything and everything. Like he was acrobatic. He was limber. He mm-hmm. was large. And then he got into heavy drugs and heavy um eating issues Mm -hmm. and then he was also big and unhealthy like those are two different things right and but ultimately it is up for a person to decide i feel bad right like i can feel that physically i am doing bad things to my body right it has not anything to do with the weight that has gone up on the scale I feel bad Mm -hmm. and I don't want to feel like this. So I'm going to cut out overly processed foods. Like the show almost had it. Yeah. But they made so many mistakes up until that point. And I think I remember at this point, um, uh, Will Friedle was dealing a lot with his weight issues. Mm. Um, wasn't that in the Between the Sheets interview where he talked about at the end of Boy Meets World, he was on medication and it caused him to gain weight and it was a big problem for him. Right. Um, so they decided to highlight that in yeah. an episode where he is a comedic factor and he's just stuffing his face all the time. He was on medication for serious issues, and they decided to use that as the comedic relief. Yep. And that that was hurtful. Like, it hurt me just knowing what he was going through then, and that this was an episode that they threw in. I don't know. I always get so frustrated because I, I always have had... Um, body image issues and in my mind I know right and wrong when it comes to those things right when you talk about other people you say the right thing and you know the right thing Mm -hmm. so well exactly and then when you talk about you you have a hard time with that yeah it's very true but anyway I I feel like this is one of those episodes that had some funny thing. I thought Corey was pretty much fantastic in this episode. Him just being a supportive husband, top notch. Right. Super great. And he never, to my knowledge, I, I, I tried to pay attention, but it's possible that I lost something uh, as I was losing brain cells watching it. But he never did the thing. The th- one of the things that I feel like is really hurtful in these situations is Topanga's going, I'm fat. And someone goes, uh, or, you know, she's just feeling hideous. And someone says, no, you're so skinny. 
like you're not helping by saying that right. you're you're actually hurting more yeah. by saying that absolutely because you're you're again implying like no 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 you're not ugly you're skinny you're skinny so now again like they think okay so when i'm not skinny i'm i'm ugly yeah exactly but Corey never goes into that he just continues to say like you are beautiful yeah from the very beginning he and i think this this speaks to how he feels about his wife and the fact that like you're not really seeing him engage in the conversation about her being fat like it is just look at my wife she is stunning she is the most beautiful woman in the world um so his part of it i thought was great um but goodness, the message is so bad. Yeah. They could have done something good and they they really dropped the ball on it. How did you feel about this episode? Yeah, I thought it was terrible. I, 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 I understand what you're saying, where it seems like they were heading in the right direction and, and there were a few good moments. Feeney's speech was great, sure, but it, it was clouded by so much garbage um, and then the wrong message was learned from it. So... I, I don't I, I thought it was so bad and so harmful and and uh, it's obviously indicative of the time but but this show was so huge too that it wasn't just indicative of the time it was also validating for everyone who was mm-hmm. going through this um, and and this was such a common common thought process and to have one of the biggest shows in the world with one of the biggest female, um, I, I want to say sex symbols. I don't know if that's the right word, but I mean, everyone loved her. Yeah. And to have her go through this and to then to have it handled the way it was handled just made everything worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's bad then it, it it's bad now. Um, I don't know. So, yes, I agree. Corey was great. There were a few speeches that came out well, but it doesn't matter because they were surrounded by such garbage that it just invalidated the good things now. Yeah, and I can't even think of one speech that was 100% not harmful. Wasn't Feeney's no. pretty... I don't no. know what like, he said. To say society has these beauty standards that are unrealistic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Sorry. Um, And I think, so there's there's some stuff, like, that's circulating about how, you know, Victoria's Secret sucks and has set, like, a precedent of, like, these are what women's bodies are supposed to look like and that that's not what is. This is happening right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but there... So, yes, there are Photoshop elements to the catalogs, but... Some of these women really do look like that. Right. And there are women out in the world that really do look like that. Right. They don't cease to exist just because you don't look like them. Right. Now, at the same time, I think the argument should be that Victoria's Secret shouldn't focus on only hiring those women to model their their clothes. Right. Um, it, there should be a variety of women. Right. Um, but, yes, I understand. I agree. Uh, because it, it is, it's, it's, I've, I've known all different kinds of women because all different kinds of women are what women is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I've known plenty of women who cannot gain weight and are, and are 
miserable mm -hmm. because people are constantly telling them that they, you know, have problems or or it's not real or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Like this isn't really them. They they need to eat a burger is is the thing that gets thrown out so much. Right. And if all of women are shamed. <laughs> Well, and it I, sucks. And it's not like I know we're saying women a lot. Yes, I know, and and, and I. But I, this is not gender exclusive at all. It is not, um, but it is. It is pushed towards women a lot more than it is to men. Um, or other people. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, but you know what I mean. I think. I think that the binary of it all does kind of fall on the feminine. And I also think that at least like my generation is a product of a lot of really toxic body ideology. Um, our moms were crazy diet fanatics and aerobics fanatics and, um, we were raised by them and we heard people talk about bodies in general all the time. And in my family, it's completely normal. And I've talked about this before. There's a constant focus on everybody's body, whether it's, oh, they got so much taller or, you know, wow, she really thinned out or she got boobs. Like it's a constant thing in my side of the family to talk about people's bodies consistently. And I know for a fact that it doesn't even need to be a conversation. Like, why are we so obsessed with everyone else's bodies? Yeah. Like, why is that even a thing? I would really like it to stop being a thing. <laughs> anyway. That's how I feel about this episode. Um, yeah. That's all I have to say. I, 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 I apologize for me struggling through getting what I'm saying, but I just, um, it's such a difficult topic to talk about and, and I worry so much about saying the wrong thing and, and people feeling bad based on something that's being said. Like, just do you, everybody do you. Don't worry about anybody else. Yeah. Anyway. I guess we're done? I think we're done. Tanya. Yes. Where can people find us? Um, you can tweet at us on Twitter at BMG and BMW. You can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. And you can join our Facebook group. Just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar. You'll get approved. And then you can chat with us about Boy Meets World, um, the weekly episodes. And it's a really fun community. We were gone for like a month and a half and... During that time, one of our community members like took up the mantle and started doing his own discussions on there and, you know, doing polls for picking an episode each week to talk about. And it's just, it's an amazing little community. I love everyone so much. Me too. All right. I guess that's going to do it for us. I think so. Uh, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 17, Do Good. Class dismissed.